Hello friends, welcome to Soul Fed with Gabby. I'm your host Gabby and I'm so thankful that you tuned in today. This podcast is all about true and real health and wellness. That means we dive so much deeper than the food. We talk about spiritual health, mental health, healing your relationship with food and your body, lifestyle stuff, all of it. This space is open for everyone and all are welcome here. I want this to be a peaceful space for you to come and leave feeling encouraged. I'm so thankful that you're here and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, beautiful humans. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to Soul Fed, or welcome to if you're new. I am so grateful that you tuned in today. Um, today's episode, we are going to do a QA all about eating disorder recovery and eating disorders. So If you don't know, that's a big thing that I do. I am actually a holistic health and wellness and eating disorder recovery coach. Um, So that's what I do, and I struggled with an eating disorder in the past, and I'm so thankful to say that I am freed from that. Um, But it's just such a passion of mine to be the person that I needed when I was going through it, and that's pretty much my why behind a lot of what I do. So um, I'm so excited for this episode. I went on my Instagram a few days ago and asked for some questions related to eating disorders and recovery. So I'm just going to jump right in and answer as many as I can. I won't be able to get to all of them um, because it would be a very long episode. (laughs) And I talk, I tend to spend a lot of time on one question. So I'm going to do my best to get through as many as I can. But yeah, probably not all of them. But yeah, so (laughs) let's just get right on into it. Um, The first question is how to cope with weight gain. So I wanted to start out with this one because I feel like obviously it's it's a really big struggle in eating disorder recovery and it's something that I get asked a lot. Um, Just how do you deal with weight gain? How to cope with weight gain? How did you, how, how can I like some tips? And I think when you're struggling with it and when you're going through it and when you're in the midst of it, you just want someone to be able to give you an answer that feels good. And I totally understand that. And you're not alone in that. But I think the biggest thing with weight gain and overcoming that fear is you just have to do it. Um, But I will say for me personally, I had to take it one step at a time. And um, you have to do a lot of mindset work in the process, in the middle of it. uh, So you can work to heal your mindset around weight gain because there's a root to all of this. There's a root to eating disorders. There's a root to your fear of weight gain. And for me, one of the best things that I did was go to therapy and heal the root of my issues and heal the root of my fear of weight gain and really figure out what that was. Um, So I highly suggest doing that if if that's available to you. But one of the biggest things for me, the biggest helps for me when I was going through my weight gain journey was focusing on body gratitude. And so basically an example of that is anytime that you feel negative body image. So let's just say you're insecure about the way your thighs look um, and you're looking in the mirror and you're feeling a lot of unrest and anxiety about weight gain and about your thighs. And so you validate that thought first off and you're like, okay, I may be feeling that way right now and that's okay. But don't forget the but. I'm so grateful that my legs allow me to walk and to run and to move throughout this life. And basically with that, what you're doing is you're just like rewiring your mind to focus on the gratitude and 
you know, you're validating that part of yourself that is insecure because that's real. And our society has led to so many people dealing with body image struggles and it's not your fault and it's real, but you have the power to choose to heal your mindset around it. That's such a beautiful thing about our minds is that we have the power to rewire them. It's insane, but we really do. And so just reminding yourself of that and focusing on gratitude, I've found was one of the most powerful things for me on my journey. Another thing that was super helpful in my weight gain journey was affirmations. And so basically just putting up affirmations on my wall, putting them in the notes on my phone, setting them as alarms in my phone, just so I was constantly feeding my mind with thoughts of gratitude, positive thoughts, just things that I want to feel. Um, So for example, like stating, I love how it feels to be at peace with my body. I love how it feels to have a healthy relationship with food and just filling your mind with that. Um, It's so powerful. You may not believe it when you first start doing it, but our thoughts gain power with repetition. So the more you repeat these positive, gentle, loving thoughts, true thoughts into your mind, then you will eventually start to believe them. And I think that's really cool about our minds as well, is that our thoughts gain power with repetition. So we have the power to transform our thoughts and gratitude, back to gratitude, it is scientifically proven that gratitude rewires your mind to flow with more positive thoughts. So it is scientifically proven. And I have found with my personal journey that it completely transformed my mind and it goes beyond your body. Like it goes beyond body image. It flows into everything you do. And I think that's so powerful and so beautiful. So body gratitude, affirmations, two really helpful tools that you can use on your journey to weight gain um, and healing your relationship with your body. Another thing that you can do is remind yourself of everything beautiful and positive that you're going to gain along with the weight. And so for me, that was health, my period, um, healthy hormones, balance in my body, energy, um, the energy to live out my life and live in alignment with my values, more brain space, thinking clearer. Just think about everything positive that you're going to gain with the weight gain. And I promise everything positive always overshadows your body changing. Um, That doesn't mean it's easy, but it's like, okay, it gives you more purpose for that. So focusing on everything beautiful that you're going to gain with the weight is a game changer. And then lastly, of course, like you just have to do it and a lot of weight gain. And I know this sounds scary beforehand, but a lot of weight gain, a lot of the fear around it disappears when you step into the healthiest version of you and when you step into that healthy body and you feel the changes, you feel the benefits of having more weight on your body, you feel the good changes that come from it, that again overshadows everything negative that you think might happen. Because you're like, wow, I just feel so much better. And when you're doing the mindset work along with it, your mind heals and your body heals and it's just this beautiful transformation. So really a lot of it is just blindly stepping out and trusting the process, which is scary. It's hard, but all you need is enough strength for the step in front of you, not the whole staircase. Don't think about all the weight you have to gain, all the weight you might gain. I know it's a big fear that you think you're just going to keep gaining weight forever. That's not how our bodies work. Don't even think about that. Just think about today. 
What do you need to do today? How much is your body really going to change in one day? Can you accept your your body at one pound higher and just take it one pound at a time until you just find that peace and that freedom and that acceptance with your body? Another thing that might encourage you is that a lot of, um, you know, healing your body image just takes time with your new body. It's I heard someone explain it like a phone update. So when you update your phone, it's uncomfortable at first because you don't know how it works and it's new and it's different and that's uncomfortable for humans, something new and different. And so it's really uncomfortable at first, but once you get used to the update on your phone, you realize, hey, this is way more efficient, this is faster, this works better, and you start to love it better than the old version. That is exactly what happened to me on my weight gain journey. I had to take time to get used to my new body, but the more that I got used to it, the more that I lived in it, I was like, wow, this is so much better than that other version of my body that just wasn't efficient and wasn't the way that I was created to live. So I hope that encourages you that so much of this does heal with time, but you do have to work on shifting your mindset, but that is not a bad thing. It's a beautiful thing. And you're going to be so thankful that you chose healing. So I hope that was a little helpful. There's, there's so much to do when it comes to weight gain, um, and coping with it. I will say as well to get clothes that you feel comfortable in even if that's just like really giant sweatshirts and sweatpants or oversized clothes for a little bit. Like I still love oversized clothes, but if that's what it takes to get you to feel comfortable in your body, like buy new clothes, thrift new clothes, do what you need to do to feel comfortable in your clothes. That is really helpful um, to cope with it as well. And some people can't even, some people have to cover up their mirrors. And if that's something that you feel like would be helpful for you on your journey, I highly encourage that you do that um, until you can see yourself and, and be healed. So it's really just all about caring for yourself while you walk through this difficult change and this difficult process and having support along the way too. We cannot forget the support because that's so important. Um, okay, so next question is, did you deal with GI issues and recovery? How did you cope with bloating, constipation, etc.? Yes, girl, I did. I actually, I struggled with constipation a lot when I was little. Um, we're getting deep here. We're being real here. We're talking about constipation. It's going to be okay. Um, <laughs> but I struggled a lot with constipation when I was little. And then I kind of healed from that. And then it definitely came back with my eating disorder. And it was really uncomfortable in recovery, really uncomfortable bloating, really uncomfortable constipation, really uncomfortable gas. Like we're being real here. It was just all of it. It's so uncomfortable. But I will say the only way you can heal this is to continue to give your body proper nourishment and enough nourishment, um, enough food. I think our natural response to cope with bloating and constipation is to eat less because we think that's going to make us feel better. But in the long run, that just makes the process last a lot longer. So you just, the only way out is through in this situation. You have to continue to nourish your body despite the discomfort, despite the constipation. And eventually your body will get used to this food and it will get used to the right nourishment and your digestive system will heal. Everything's going to heal. It just takes time. It takes grace. Um, 
I will say too, making sure you're just taking deep breaths and doing a lot of stuff to reduce the stress in your life because being stressed and anxious while you're eating can also cause more digestive issues. So taking deep breaths before you eat can be really helpful. Um, and while you're in the process, I recommend like drinking warm teas, eating warming, grounding foods, um, because lots of cold foods can irritate our digestive system. So eating warming foods, drinking warming teas and beverages. Um, I honestly recommend staying away from coffee and caffeine in recovery for anyone, even if you're not just struggling with digestive issues. It goes into many different issues as well. Um, but I say the best because coffee, it, it just interferes with our digestion and other things. But I just recommend reducing the caffeine, at least reducing it, because um, that's really going to help you heal your digestion like really heal it. Um, but yeah, just heating pads are great. Warm baths, warm showers, just think warming things. That's going to be really helpful. And just again, wearing comfortable clothes while you work through the process. Um, but remember this too shall pass. I feel like that is a motto for everything in recovery. This too shall pass. The discomfort always passes, the bloating passes and everything's going to heal. It just takes time and grace for yourself. So I'm sending you my love because I know that's a real struggle. Um, yeah, so next question is tips for period recovery. Yes, I have a lot I could say about this. Um, I actually have a couple of YouTube videos. Um, so if you want to go check those, those out, I go very into depth in those videos. Um, so go check that out on my YouTube channel if you want. I will leave my channel linked in the show notes. But briefly tips for period recovery making sure you're eating enough eating enough nourishment and reducing the stress in your life those are the two main things that i can say um and reducing the stress in your life can go many many different areas um that includes for me exercise so making sure you're not doing cardio um because that can really stress out your body so reducing the cardio not doing the cardio while you're healing only doing gentle movement like yoga and maybe Pilates. But again, that depends on where your mindset is at around movement. Um, reducing the stress on your body is the most important thing for hormones and getting your period back. And yeah, like I said, that, that goes for exercise, that goes for food, making sure you're eating enough. I could not recommend eating a full breakfast enough. So eating a breakfast within 30 minutes to an hour of waking up is so beneficial for hormones. That has helped me so much on my hormone healing journey. Um, and I wish I knew about that when I was working to get my period back because I feel like it would have sped up the process a little bit just because our stress hormones are highest in the morning. And so our cortisol is highest in the morning. So when we don't eat right away, that cortisol, we signal that cortisol to stay spiked throughout the day. And so our body's in a more stressed out state for the rest of the day. And when you eat a full breakfast, and I mean a full breakfast with protein, fats, and carbs, very nourishing, very grounding breakfast within 30 minutes to an hour of waking up, you signal to your body that it's safe, it has energy to start the day, and all is well. And that is one of the best things you can do for hormones as a female. So I highly recommend doing that if you don't already. And then making sure you're eating every three to four hours throughout the day is also very important to keep your body in a safe, um, not stressed out place. So those are a couple things that I would really recommend when it comes to food. 
Um, and yeah, sleeping enough, getting seven to nine hours of sleep is also very important for hormones and just any way that you can reduce the stress in your life, that is going to be super, super valuable. So again, I'm going to bring up affirmations too, because this can be super powerful in a hormone healing journey. Saying affirmations like, I love how it feels to have balanced hormones. I love how it feels to nourish my body unconditionally. I love how it feels to be happy and stress-free. Just saying, I love how it feels. And then filling in the blank with whatever you're struggling with, the the healed version of that. It's so powerful. And I know it sounds silly because you're like, well, I don't feel that way. But our minds are insane. They're very powerful. And so if you tell yourself you feel that way and you continue to tell yourself you do, you will eventually and your body will believe it. Your mind will believe it. It's crazy. So affirmations can be really helpful on hormone healing journeys. Um, But yeah, just like reducing the stress in your life, keeping your body feeling safe. It's really all about keeping your body feeling safe and then just trusting the process um, because this takes time too. And depending on your specific journey, how long your period's been gone, um, your genetics, like so many different things play a role in how quickly you get it back and how soon you get it back and when you get it back. There are so many factors that go into it. So be gentle with yourself. And this was very helpful for me as well when I got frustrated with how long it was taking. Um, I heard someone say that your body wants a period just as much as you do. And for some reason that brought me a lot of peace because it's like, okay, my body's fighting for this. I don't have to take control. Like, of course you need to do what you can to make sure your body's safe and to do what you need to do to stay nourished and um, rest and do all of those things that are very important. But if you're doing all of that and it's still taking time, that's when you just have to surrender and trust your body and trust that it's doing what it needs to do to heal and that it wants a period just as much as you. So I think that can be um, a very important thing to remember as well. But I'm sending you my love. I know it can be a very frustrating journey, but your body's so smart and your body is so wise. So next question, another one about digestion. Someone asked, how long did it take for me to stop experiencing digestive issues? I want to first start by saying that this is so different for every single person. Um, so different for every person. But for me personally, I would say it took about two years of recovery. Um, and again, I don't want that to sound scary. I don't want that to sound intimidating. Um, I don't want that to be like, oh, well, I'm three years in and I still don't have, you know, my digestion is still off. We're all so different. Um, so don't compare yourself to me. But that is just my journey. That is how long it took for me to stop experiencing digestive issues. It's It's been pretty recent that I feel like, wow, my digestion is very healthy and I don't experience the uncomfortable gas anymore. Um, like I was regularly experiencing, I don't feel like painfully bloated. I mean, once in a blue moon I will, but usually that relates to like stress and I can usually point it back to something. But yeah, I just feeling very at peace about my digestion and everything feels good. And I know that has a lot to do with um, the lifestyle that I've been living as well and just reducing the stress in my life because digestive issues really can relate to stress as well. Um, That's a a big piece of digestion. So for me, it took two years, but that's going to be so different for everyone. So keep that in mind. Um, Next question is, how did you cope with getting rid of the clothes you wore when you were sick with an eating disorder? 
that's hard. And I feel like you do kind of have to, it's okay to grieve the loss of those clothes because in your mind, those clothes were happiness. They were joy that meant you achieved something like those clothes in a twisted way, like not a healthy way. They did mean something to you and it's okay to grieve that loss, but you just have to remind yourself that what you're stepping into is more beautiful than you could ever imagine. And the clothes that you're growing into are leading to a life that's more beautiful than you could ever imagine. And so just keeping that mindset of like, you have to release the things that no longer serve you at the end of the day. Like you have to release these things that are no longer serving you and eating disorder clothes, clothes that you wore when you were sick, those are no longer serving you. And it's okay if you need to grieve the loss, but you need to release them because they're no longer serving you. So yeah, just have to understand that it is part of the process and it's okay to grieve that, but you do need to release it because it's, it's not helping you and it's not bringing you closer to the version of you that you want to become. So just trusting the process with that. Um, also buying new clothes if you can, if that's available to you, thrifting new clothes, whatever way is available to you um, that you do feel comfortable in and that you're excited about, that can be really helpful as well. Um, but I know you're not alone in that. It's a, it's a hard thing. It's a hard part of the process. Um, next question is, could I be experiencing bad PMS symptoms in the journey to getting my period back when pre-eating disorder, I never experienced any at all, extreme nausea, moodiness, etc. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I actually, um, on the journey to getting my period back, I think like six months before I got my period back. I started experiencing PMS symptoms and I started getting cramps at the same time every month. And I really did experience the moodiness um, and yeah, just like bad cramps before I even got my period back. And so that is a thousand percent normal um, in this journey. Your hormones, it takes time for them <laughs> to get balanced. I have learned that the very hard way, um, but it does take time for them to find balance and peace again after you lose your period. So again, trusting the journey and trusting the process, it is totally normal to experience PMS symptoms. Um, extreme PMS symptoms are a sign that your hormones are out of balance a little bit, but it's very normal. Like I said, when you are getting your period back, they're not just going to come back and be normal right away. Like that is very rare for that to happen. I don't know of anyone that that happens to. So, you know, just trusting that they're going to balance out with time, but it's very normal right now for them to not be balanced and for you to have PMS symptoms. But the longer you treat your body with kindness and respect and you help it feel safe and you nourish it properly, the longer you do these things, um, the, the more they will just balance out and you will feel peace and they won't impact you as much. So it's definitely normal though. Um, next question is best recovery book recommendations. Okay. I'm going to struggle to do this off of the top of my head, but I definitely have a lot. And I think I do have a YouTube video about this as well. Um, all about my like recovery recommendations for like books, podcasts, YouTubers. I actually have a YouTube video all about that. Um, but it's, it's a little down in my channel. I think it was from a couple years ago. But I'm going to try my best to name some off the top of my head. I definitely have one that I remember right now, and that was Life Without Ed. 
that's a pretty popular one and it was very helpful for me on my journey and then the second book which is goodbye ed hello me another one that's super important when you're going through recovery and trying to find who you are outside of your eating disorder that book is super helpful another one that was helpful is eating in the light of the moon um loved that book um let me think oh no i know there are more <laughs> But definitely go check out that YouTube video that I have if you're interested in that. Um, yeah, because that's all I can think of off the top of my head. But Life Without Ed was incredibly life-changing for me. And so was Goodbye Ed, Hello Me. And so was Eating in the Light of the Moon. So I definitely recommend checking those out. Next question is all about how to stop calories. Um, it says stop counting calories, tracking food and notes, nutritional value. It's addictive. Yes, it is addictive. <laughs> You are not alone in that. Um, I'm sending you so much love. Calories, this is such a hard thing to stop because it does become very addictive. And this is something that I struggled pretty chronically with for years, um, counting calories, tracking them. And it was one of the last things to go in my eating disorder because it was one of the hardest things to find freedom from. But I can say there is freedom. There's complete freedom from this. I no longer think about calories. They no longer consume me. Like I just don't even think about them. They just don't even cross my mind. And a couple years ago, I thought I would never be freed from it. So I want you to know, I want to start out by saying there's, there's so much freedom from this. And I once thought that I was going to be the one person that could never find freedom from this. I didn't think it was going to be possible for me yet. Here I am. So you just have to trust that and know that if I can do it, you can do it. There's so many people that didn't think they could do it, but they did. And there's freedom from this. There is freedom from this. So remember that. Um, there's so much that goes into this. I really want to film a whole episode just on tips for stopping counting calories. So I think I will be filming that very soon because there's a lot, like I said, that goes into it. But I will start out by saying that deleting the tracking apps is one of the biggest things you can do. Stop measuring your food go to restaurants that don't post their calories, have people make food for you where you don't know the calories, buy products that are new and you don't know the calories of and don't look at the calories. It really takes a lot of pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. I know all of these things sound very scary, but if you take it one step at a time, you can do it. I believe in you and it's going to be okay. Um, it's really just takes exposing yourself to not knowing the calories and then I know you can still try to like add them up in your head. Um, and that's where I want to like dive in a little deeper in a full episode on this because I have tips for that as well. Um, but you just have to start out by exposing yourself to foods that you don't know the calories of and that you can't know the calories of. And that comes from restaurants, eating foods that other people make for you. Something that was very helpful for me was having my mom or friends, family members make food for me. So I didn't know and, and plate it. So I wasn't trying to like figure out serving sizes and stuff. Um, that's super helpful and to just stop measuring your food. It is very addictive though. And I know it's a very, um, it's a very common struggle. I know so many people struggle with it. It's so sad. I hate calorie tracking apps. <laughs> they ruin so many people's relationships with food. Um, so yeah, I'm sending my love. I will be recording an episode soon where I dive a lot deeper into that, but those are some places you can start. Next question is, did you have guidance from family and friends on your journey? Yes, I did. Um, I talk about this 
in more depth in my um, episode where I talk about my recovery journey. But for me, one of the biggest the biggest things for me in my journey was moving back home with my parents um, after living alone for a while. That was the biggest thing, and I don't think I could have healed had I not moved back to a safe environment where I had support. Um, so I did have guidance from family and friends. My parents were not like super knowledgeable in eating disorders. So we had to learn a lot together, but I had their support and I had their help and I saw a therapist, which is super important. You didn't ask that, but I have to throw it in there because it's very important to, um, find professional help in the way that works and feels good to you that's going to look different for everyone but for me that was a therapist that specialized in eating disorders and I had friends and one of the most healing parts of my journey was spending time with friends who had healthy relationships with food and who ate healthy amounts of food that is so healing so I highly recommend you do that and being open and honest with your friends and your family is one of the most healing things you can do and it really does help you grow and strengthen your relationship with them. Like I think back to my relationship with my parents and it's just grown so much because of the vulnerability and um, that just vulnerability just connects people on another level and it's really beautiful. So I definitely recommend that you um, are honest with your family and friends and that you seek out support from them because I know they want what's best for you and they would love to help you out. So that is that. Um, Next question is binge eating question mark how do i just step back when i notice the start of a binge and not binge the thing about binge eating um that i want to talk about i've struggled with binge eating actually that was a season that i walked through with my eating disorder the thing about binge eating that is so important to know is there's always a root cause of it so it's not about just stopping the binge when you feel it coming on, it's about healing the root of the binge. And most of the time, not all of the time, but most of the time, binging is triggered by not eating enough. It's triggered by restriction, whether that's mental or physical, it is triggered by restriction. So one of the best things you can do for binging is to make sure you are eating consistently throughout the day. Um, Eating a breakfast within 30 minutes to an hour of waking up and eating every three to four hours after that, that is one of the best things you can do so your body doesn't go into starvation mode, so your mind doesn't go into starvation mode. And also just being honest with yourself and asking yourself if you are restrictive in any ways of like you see something that you want and you're like, oh, I can't eat that. And that is a mental restriction and a physical restriction, but that is just a way that your mind goes into scarcity mindset. Um, And it is, it's really cool that our bodies do this, but binges are just your body trying to protect you. And it is just a response to some sort of stress or restriction. So getting to the root of binging is the most important thing. It's like I said, it's not about willpower. It's not about stopping the binge right before it happens. It's about healing the root of the binge. Um, and it can also like relate to trauma. It can relate to body image struggles. So you really just have to get to the root of that and be honest with yourself and dig deep a little bit, seek out support. If you need that, seek out therapy, seek out therapy. If you need that, a coach, like whatever it is that you need, just try to seek out that support and know that you're not alone in this. I know binging can lead to so much shame, but you're not alone in this. There's nothing to be shameful of. It is just a symptom of some deep-rooted issue that needs to be healed. 
and that can be healed. So I'm sending you so much love. I know how isolating binging is. I know how difficult it can feel to be walking through that. You are not alone and there is freedom from this. You just have to get to the root of the issue and be kind to yourself. I think that changes so much when you accept the binges and you make peace with them and you are kind to yourself through them because when you you know, get upset and frustrated with yourself after a binge, that just is more likely to lead to another binge. So you can't hate yourself into healing. It has to come from a place of love. So try to be compassionate towards yourself and treat yourself like someone you love. Alrighty, the next question is, are you able to talk about your eating disorder experience when you meet people now? Absolutely. (laughs) I'm pretty much an open book when it comes to my eating disorder. Um, In fact, the other day, we just, I have this little, I do this little girls group every week. I meet with some beautiful girls and um, we just talk about real life stuff and it's the most healing thing. I'm so grateful for it. But like there was a new girl the other day and I just openly said, you know, I struggled with an eating disorder for five years. And so I was just like talking about something and I just threw that out there. It's like so easy for me to talk about now, but I know a big part of that is because I do talk about it online to thousands of people that I don't really know. Um, I still do get uncomfortable at times when I'm like super vulnerable about something, but it's very easy for me to talk about my eating disorder. Now I feel no shame. I feel thankful where to be where I am and I feel like there was purpose in my eating disorder that I'm finally realizing and that I feel like just releasing the shame around my eating disorder has just welcomed so much freedom and beauty and um, confidence into my life about it and so I really do have no problem talking about it now. I'm very much an open book when it comes to my eating disorder and honestly any mental struggles I'm an open book so I don't struggle with that now, but I definitely did. I remember the very first time that I posted about my eating disorder on my Gabacado account, which was the first time that I opened up beyond my parents about it. I had to literally make the post and turn my phone off because I was just so uncomfortable and I did not want to. <laughs> I just had to pretend like I didn't do it because it was just so uncomfortable for me. So it it was a process of like finding peace with it. Um, but I'm so thankful to be able to talk about it now and to help others feel less alone because at the end of the day, we're all going through something. And, um, I just think it's beautiful that we get to use what we go through to help others. So yeah, I'm able to talk about it and I'm thankful for that. Alrighty. The next question and the last question is, I wanted to end with this one because I'm super passionate about this one. Um, it is, do you feel someone can fully recover Or is it just about choosing recovery every day? Oof, I want to give you guys some hope and some encouragement because there is full freedom from your eating disorder. I know there are a lot of people that say that you will just have to live with this forever. You're going to have to constantly choose recovery. And to me, I just feel very sad when people say that. It, It makes me really sad because it gives people not much to fight for. And as someone who once thought I would never be freed and now is fully removed from my eating disorder. I don't hear that voice anymore. I feel fully freed from it. I just want to tell everyone that that is possible for you too. No matter who you are, even if it doesn't feel like that right now, you can find full recovery from your eating disorder. It takes time. It takes grace for yourself. It takes work. It takes therapy. It takes getting to the root of everything takes peeling back layers and being vulnerable and uncomfortable, but you can find full freedom from your eating disorder. 
and it is the best thing you can do for yourself and for your life. I, like I said, just feel so sad when people say that because I'm like, oh, like you're just giving people no hope because like, what's the point of fighting if you're just going to have to continue to like deal with that voice for the rest of your life? Um, I just, I want people to feel encouraged and I want you to know that you can, you can find peace from this and you don't have to live with this for the rest of your life. There, the thing about eating disorders is they are, of course, mental illness, but it is a coping skill. There's always a root to your eating disorder. And so if you heal that root of your eating disorder, you no longer need your eating disorder. If you choose, if you fill your mind and you learn how to treat your body with kindness and you reframe your mindset with a kind and compassionate, loving mindset to where when you go through difficult times, you choose the forms of care that are truly forms of care and not coping with your eating disorder, like you can find freedom. You don't have to deal with this. I walked through a very challenging year last year, some very challenging things. Not once was I tempted to go back to my eating disorder because I just feel this kind and compassionate, loving relationship with my body right now. And I'm, when I say this, I want to make it clear that I'm not coming down on people who say that you can't find full recovery. Um, I know that's a real thing that people believe, but I want you to know from someone that has found full recovery that you can find full recovery and you don't have to deal with this for the rest of your life. You can't find freedom from it. I also like to remind you there was a time before your eating disorder, even if you can't remember that, you were not born with an eating disorder. No one was born with an eating disorder. You were born knowing how to cry for food when you're hungry. And knowing that that is just a natural instinct and something that we need to survive, there was a time before your eating disorder and there's going to be a time after your eating disorder. It takes time. It takes work. It takes grace for yourself, but there is freedom from this. And I just want to encourage you in that because I know people say that it's not true. I know people say that you just have to continue to choose recovery every day. And yes, there is a long period of time not a long period of time. There's a period of time when you are actively recovering from your eating disorder where you do have to choose recovery every day. And that's very important, but there is a time on the other side of recovery where you are recovered and you found peace with your body and you found peace with who you are and you healed the root of your eating disorder. That is when you just, it's just natural to live a life free from it. Like it just makes sense to me to think that there is a time before it and there can be a time after you just have to heal the root of it. And eating disorders are a coping skill. And if you heal the root so you don't need that coping skill and if you replace that coping skill with healthy coping skills that are kind and loving and you reframe your mindset to a kind and loving one so you want to choose those kind and loving coping skills, you can find freedom. I hope that made sense. But I'm just very passionate about that because I don't want people to think that you're just fighting for a life where you just are sad and choosing recovery every day and it's uncomfortable all the time because that's not the case. You can find freedom from this and this is just a temporary part of the journey where you're actively having to choose recovery every day. That's important and I'm proud of you for doing that, but someday you it, you will not have to actively choose recovery every single day anymore. It's just going to be natural to do that and you're going to feel free and you're going to be living your fullest, most purposeful life where you feel fully removed from your eating disorder. I think about that eating disorder voice and it sounds like someone, it just feels like someone that I haven't talked to in years. And I think that is just a testimony to how removed I feel from that voice. I just don't hear it anymore and it's really beautiful. So I wanted to leave you guys with that encouragement. If you're going through recovery right now, if you're 
thinking about starting recovery right now, I want to give you hope that you can find full freedom from this and it's the best thing that you can do from your life for your life. And you're going to be so thankful that you chose recovery. Um, take it one step at a time. I just want to say that I'm so proud of every single one of you. <sighs> recovery is hard work and it's hard. It's challenging. And I see you. I want you to know that you are seen and you are loved and you're not alone in this. And the best thing you can do is get support and be honest with your support and take it one step at a time. You don't need enough strength for the whole staircase right now, just for the one step in front of you. Um, and I know you have that strength in you. You're doing amazing. If you are interested, I have to end by saying this, but if you're interested in um, my eating disorder recovery coaching, I'm going to leave a link in the description. I love my clients with everything in me and I take a very holistic approach to recovery. We take it one step at a time. I hold space for you. I just give you a space to talk about your eating disorder free of judgment. And it's just such a passion of mine to um, guide my clients towards recovery and help them find the truest, most healthiest version of them. So if you're interested in that, I have a link in the show notes for you. And I would love to hop on a free discovery call with you to see if it would be a good fit. So anyway, I'm going to leave that there, but I hope you guys are leaving this feeling encouraged and just inspired to continue on your recovery journey. You're doing amazing. I'm so proud of you. Um, continue taking it one step at a time and I'm here for you. If you need anything, never hesitate to reach out to me via DM on Instagram. Um, I will leave that in the show notes as well, but yeah, I just, I hope you guys are being kind to yourself today. Um, I, of course, go challenge you to do something kind for yourself. Um, go do a form of care that, that brings your soul peace. I love you guys so much. I hope you have a beautiful day and I'll be talking to you soon.